0: Been though, otherwise, I've been good. Yeah,
1: yeah, very busy, and uh, yeah, no, it's been good. It's lovely now that it's good weather and that there's hope at the end of the tunnel. I've been double backed, like, so it's it's like things are going to start to get back to normal. And I know, uh,
0: has it been a difficult time for you going through it all?
1: No, it, it hasn't. Like, surprisingly, I have had probably the best year and a half of my life, like, it's. It's really, it's it's hard to explain because uh, nobody was expecting it. But from a real estate perspective, um, it was really good.
0: Yeah. You know, it totally threw me off that the market just took off. And you, I was thinking in my head, "Well, oh, really? People want to spend money during these, this period of time <laughs> or renovate? Wouldn't you want to keep your cash and like? Hold it, but no?
1: No, like during the the first year when the pandemic just started, you know, yeah, all the listings came off the market. There weren't many people buying. People were sitting tight, waiting to see what was happening. That being said, there are always people who have to buy and people who have to sell. And they kept realtors as an essential service. So as a result, we could keep business as usual, although the atmosphere changed a little bit. People are waiting and sitting on the sidelines. And then the longer they sat at home, the more they started to realize, I need more space. We need maybe two offices, not just one, because we got him and her both home. We need kids space for studying. We need more outdoor space. Um, We need a gym in the house. You know, there were all these things that people start realizing they need or want that they don't have today. They also start realizing, hey, I can work from home. Maybe I don't need to live in city. Maybe I can sell and move somewhere else. And then the next thing you know, you know, COVID's coming to an end. People have been sitting on their money, saving money, storing money, not spending much at all. Nowhere I, to go. <laughs> we're ready to go. We want to buy. We want to shop. So that's what we're starting to see.
0: No, that's exciting. Are you seeing more people leave inner city and go out to Springbank and Bearspaw and areas like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are looking for more space. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of people looking outside, even as far as Canmore. People are move- going to Canmore and they figure, you know, we can work remotely now. It is only a 45 minute drive from Calgary. So people are moving outside of the city, especially since they don't need to be downtown all the time. And they want more space and you can get a little bit more bang for your buck outside of the city too. And, um and a lot of people want to um have extended family now living with them as well. You know, they want to know that we can quarantine effectively and be with people we want and love. And um, we see a lot of multi-generational families moving in together as well.
0: Do you think this is a, you know, we're so used to seeing things as a long-term perspective of saying, hey, um, maybe we save for our future, we take care of things. Do you think people I don't know if this is a, a subject we want to talk about, but do, but do people actually jump on board and say, Hey, we want to, you know, get a two, two offices when we don't really need it now. Cause we just you know, needed one.
1: I, yeah. I, I don't know. I still think that it's, it's, it's a big, what I am seeing today from buyers when we go looking for homes office space is still a huge criteria. And I don't know if it's because either they're anticipating a future pandemic or whether um, people have just gotten used to working from home and the opportunity to work from home may not go away. This may be a new reality for a lot of people or at least the option, or at least maybe once or twice a week, but they're starting to realize it's important to have. And probably from a resale perspective, even homes that are being built today are being built Taking into consideration um, the uh, the ability to work from home, and, and and live in your own in in your home. So are, 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 <laughs>
0: are you actually seeing on. two dens in some homes now?
1: We're starting to yes. Oh my, <laughs> it's a new thing, but we're starting to see that because we had me we and husband and wife sharing uh, one office. You know, a computer two computers set up and. You know but now no people need their own space so
0: well, especially with zoom you know it's so difficult to have both of them at the same time and talking yeah it doesn't make sense yeah. Yeah.
1: so no it, it, it's quite interesting like yeah full-on gyms even kids study rooms like normally our kids go to the bedroom to study right no there are full-on rooms being created for where kids do their work mm. so it's almost like they get their own den. interesting
0: have you seen the use of technology change throughout this time
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we did have to evolve. And the one way that, like, realtors who remained successful during the pandemic was embracing new ways of doing business. And obviously, Zoom communications were one of them. But the most important one was um, the creating of video, um, both like Matterport virtual tours where people from their own home could self-direct their way through the home as if they're walking through an open house. And this was all self-directed. So we had these beautiful Matterport videos created for people who like to do that. Then we had also videos being created. So if you did not want to move around like um, some of those video games these days, you could sit back and watch a video of the home tour and experience the um the, the life or being in that home from your couch
0: because there's only so much a photo can do
1: there's only so much a photo can do and you know what it's interesting because I don't think we'll ever go back to not doing that I now for every single one of my listings they get a Matterport video that's a that's a virtual walkthrough tour and they get a video tour and they get, of course, their professional photography, um, very often now drone footage as well to just showcase a location. It's um, it's evolved dramatically to the point where you almost don't need open houses again. And that's another thing that we hadn't haven't had for the past year were um, open houses. Um, they're slowly starting to come back. But I believe that these virtual tours have to uh, quite a large degree, replace the open house.
0: Vivian, do you see VR coming in play where people are going to wear those goggles? And
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I have um, I have heard about it and there is that potential, absolutely. But the nice thing is with the Matterport video, it is almost like VR because you can walk up close to anything from your computer. So you're walking through the you're you can walk right up to the fridge and you can walk right up to the stove and then back away. And it's, it all is almost. Uh, here. And
0: Matterport, you guys can also break it down into layers. Can't you? Right. With the...
1: Yeah. So you can see the full, the floor plans, the three dimensional uh, um, visual of the home.
0: And then you don't need to buy those goggles or have them. And yeah. Wow. That's super cool. What are People wanting now, other than dense and you know, from a personal standpoint in their backyards, are they wanting to spend more time at home? Is that what you're seeing from an yeah, outdoor standpoint?
1: Or, yeah, like backyards, extended outdoor living space mm-hmm. is huge. Um, like some of the homes I've got listed right now, or some of the renovations that people are doing to, to their homes, incorporate beautiful backyards like built-in fireplaces, built-in fridges, pizza ovens, big oh uh, uh, fire pits, uh, beautiful um, landscaping like they're they're really embracing this idea that they can, if necessary spend and spend happily all their time at home.
0: Are you seeing more people put their homes on auction sites like concierge? Or is that a popular thing to do nowadays? Or was that a trend?
1: It is. You know, so in um, in December and January of this past year, I had two houses come to auction. Um, they were, and with concierge auctions as well. Um, my first one was Pinnacle Ridge. Now, these are homes... Um, that have been sitting on the market for a really long time and they're very expensive homes. Like the first one that was on auction for me was, um, they were into it for 14 million. They've been trying to sell it for a really long time. Now, not many people are in the market for a $14 million home. Mm -hmm. There was a time back in the day, you know, where people were making that kind of money here in Calgary and they were customizing these types of homes. Then life changes Mm -hmm. and they want to move or sell and, um, but homes like that don't sell quickly, so that's where the opportunity to go to auction comes to play. At the end, you know, it will only, you will only sell for what the what people are willing to pay, um, and that's considered market value. So you will. Um, the cost to rebuild so many of those homes, you couldn't rebuild them for that price today, but whoever buys them that auction is getting a very good deal, but it is a great way to free up the money and do something else with it. If you're done with, with that home. and no longer living there. I think there's
0: a home in Aspen. Well, there's a few, but there's one going for like 16 million.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a couple big ones out there. Not a lot. There's a handful of them. And He's yeah. got four
0: acres, I think, on his lot.
1: It's a lot yeah. Of, wow. yeah, it's a lot, and it's um, it's a very, very, very small buyer pool. But as I say to everybody, it only takes one, and we're starting to see a lot of people, and the and the luxury market is picking up. Like we. Um, more homes are selling over two and a half million than it has, than they have in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, like over 10 million, that's, that's a, that's another story. But that being said, we are seeing a lot of um, um, buyers from BC and Ontario and outside of Canada who are looking to move here or and take advantage of their sales in both BC and Ont- in Ontario mm-hmm. and move their money here. Well, um, that's
0: exciting in a way, isn't it? It's is
1: very exciting. It's very exciting for Calgary. Um, I'm a huge proponent of Calgary. I believe it's a really, really amazing city. The cost of living is still relatively low. Um, the ability to purchase homes are still, uh, it's still affordable here. Um, it has an amazing active lifestyle as I, as I know, you know, um, it's just, it's a great city and I think we're going to see a lot of people coming here.
0: How did you get into real estate? I mean, you're, you're super successful at what you do and you're good at what you do. How did this happen?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I was in media and media and published. I was in the publishing industry for 15 years before I switched into real estate, strong marketing and sales background. Um. I like to tell stories. And then one day I was chatting with a realtor friend of mine who I was creating a a custom magazine for and said to me, I think you'd be really good in real estate. Have you ever thought about that? And I knew that the publishing industry was changing, especially magazines. But okay, well, here's a chance to uh, switch it up a bit. So I went and got licensed and this was about five years ago and then um, never looked back. But um, what I've taken with me from that experience, the experience I had before was really the ability to tell a story, and I think that's the most important thing that a realtor needs to be able to do. It's not just putting a sign on the lawn and putting a listing on MLS and talking about the square footage and the number of bedrooms. There's so much more to selling a house. It's the experience. It's the, um, the, the feeling that the home gives you. It's embracing the neighborhood. It's really selling, mm-hmm. well, like I said, the, the experience. And so the painting
0: behind you right now, why, why did you pick that one? And what does it speak to you? This one? Yeah, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. So this is an Anda Kubis painting. I bought it um, when I first got, when I first got divorced about three years ago, I bought this place and I've got two boys and they, um, we had no art on the walls. And I said to them, okay, kids, we're going to go find a piece of art for this wall. It's a pretty big. Uh, oh, painting.
0: wow. Yeah, that's.
1: It's, it's stunning. Anyway, we went to New Zones and, um, oh, I think we tried maybe six paintings on this wall uh, on approval before we selected and settled on this one. In the end, it was one that my kids loved. Um, I loved it, too. It was colorful. It was happy. It was joyful. Um, it's yeah, fine. Every, time look at it, every time we look at it, we see images in it. Like a little mouse there, like it's always something different we see, and it's a conversation piece every time you sit here at the table and have dinner. So, oh my god, I love
0: <laughs> it. Yeah, and it's just well, it brings joy. It's got some color to it, right? I think our life needs a little more of that lately. So that's been
1: yes, I hundred percent agree. Yes, <laughs>
0: it's almost like this behind me.
1: Well, I like it too. Where did that come from?
0: So I was born in East Africa in Tanzania, and it was ever since I've been a kid. It's been in the family. It was in a bucket. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put it in the podcast room and see if this works now because nobody ever wanted it and uh, it was just in storage.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. It works perfectly.
0: (laughs) No, so are you seeing a lot more international buyers as well from the States or is it from Europe? Where are you seeing people come in?
1: Um, I I have not seen it so much from the States, although in the past before COVID, yeah, we had many buyers coming from the States and that will probably pick up again once the COVID – rules relax a bit, and people can start traveling. Um, so yeah, we were seeing people yeah, from like from Houston and a lot of the the, um, mm-hmm. the oil and gas sectors down down in the States coming up here and uh, but mostly over during the during the past year, I've seen more from Europe, a lot from Europe, um, a handful from Asia, but mostly Europe. Yeah, yeah.
0: What What do you think people see in you that makes you who you are today? you know, in in your business, in your life, what are some of the characteristics that people admire about you?
1: Um, Two words come to mind, because I hear them often. It's probably they're authentic and genuine. Mm -hmm. Like, I I call a spade a spade. You know, I tell you, I don't just tell you what you want to hear. I'm I don't know, when I meet with people, especially my clients, buyers and sellers, even when I meet them for the first time, they just get a feeling of ease and relaxation. They know that I'm here to do the best for them. And they just get a feeling. And uh, I've heard it from many people before. It's just, they, I give a give off an authentic, genuine presence.
0: Being in the industry, has it shifted over time in terms of, realtors the the trend of what they are and people as how they are because I think a lot of young realtors come in thinking it's going to be like the um, Ryan Serhance of Calgary it's a little different I think
1: it is yeah it is different it's a lot of you know it, it's a lot of, it's, it's hard work. You you have to work your ass off. It's not a part-time job. It's not a part-time gig. Now there are a lot of great realtors out there, especially ones who have been around for 20, 25 years and they're awesome. And I reach out to them on numerous bases for advice and for consultation. I've got a bunch of great relationships. Um, do they keep up necessarily with the advances and the changes in technology and um, and social media and ways to Mm -hmm. Tell the story, not so much. They could probably benefit from doing a little more of that. That's where the younger generation or the newer generation of realtors um, seem to be nailing that a little better. Um, But that being said, it's hard work. It's a lot of networking. It's a lot of who you know. It's a lot of um, um, creativity. You know, it's like I said, it's not just a sign on the lawn. It used to be, but it goes so far beyond that now. Are you constantly learning? I'm always, yes, I'm always learning. Like it's, but and not everybody does that. I'm always learning because you you have to keep up. You have to keep, um, you have to know what's going on. Not just in Calgary, not just in Alberta, Canada, the rest of the world. You need to know and have your hand on the pulse um, in regards.
0: Is it a doggy dog world, like investment banking? And oil and gas in certain areas?
1: Some realtors would see it that way. I don't. Um, like I said, like I see all my realtor um, associates, competitors, whatever you want to call them, uh, more as acquaintances, um, You know we often work as a team we often consult even if they're from a different brokerage i reach out to a handful of realtors who are my go-to for advice suggestions recommendations their experiences in certain situations that i may not have dealt with before and and everyone generally um, is very receptive to that and i think it's good to have some collaboration um, amongst realtors because at the end of the day we all want the same thing we want to sell a house or we want to have uh, get a listing, and you know you win one, you lose one, and it goes to another one. There is so much real estate business to go around; everybody gets their.
0: How job. do you not take it personally though when you lose? When you, and I'm sure we've all had it. Where we're like, oh, we have it, we have it, and just at that little moment.
1: Oh, it's, it's tough. It's, it, it's really tough not to take it personally. You always wonder what could I have done differently? And you, yeah. And for me, yeah, there's a couple of nights where I lose sleep over it for sure. Because I'm just like, what replay it, replay it, replay. It. What did I do wrong? How did this happen? You know, ultimately though, you got to snap out of it and you got to be like, you know what? It was not meant to be. And you have to remember that the buyer or seller has to do what's best for them and who, and work with who they feel most comfortable with. Real estate is a relationship business and it doesn't happen overnight. So when you do have a buyer and a seller, you spend a lot of time with them. You communicate with them a lot. There has to be a rapport, a rapport that is embraced. And you can't have that with everybody. So that's why it is important to shop around, meet different realtors. And in the end you choose one who you think you could do work best with.
0: Okay. What is driving you through all this? Cause it's not easy. It's it's a, you work for yourself. If you don't work, nothing happens. What drives you?
1: <laughs> um, well, there's a few things. The most important thing, because I couldn't do this job um, if I didn't have this, but I do love what I do. Like if I don't have work to do, if I don't have something going on, if I'm sitting around, which is rare doing nothing, I go crazy. Like I want, it's
0: hard to catch you.
1: Yeah. Like I really want, I love doing this job. I really love real estate. I love selling people's homes, finding homes for people. It really, uh, brings me joy to do that. Secondly, um, Yeah, I'm a single mom. I have to make money. I have to provide for my children. I have to um, think about the long term. I have to think about the future. I have to like, it's critical. And that especially was critical in the first few years um, after I got divorced. You need to make this work. It has to happen. You don't have a choice.
0: You don't have a safety net There's no plan B.
1: No safety net. It's not someone else providing for me. It's no, you had to do this yourself. And if you don't, you're screwed. (laughs) So, Yeah. So those are like, I would say those are the, the two big drivers.
0: Is it the deal flow that's addicting? Is there's an, there must be some part where it's like, Oh my God, this is like a drug. It's the fun. There's
1: there's two things. Yes. Of course, the sale, Yeah. getting the sale, getting the deal, having your hustle. Like, absolutely. That's a high, you know, and you're on a high for maybe two days after and (laughs) you just want to celebrate. The second high is, when you first put a new listing on the market. Because I am so proud Mm -hmm. of the listing and what we have created in terms of that first impression Mm. that I cannot wait to see the reaction from people when that house hits the market because it looks so awesome. It's like a package. It's almost like attending a show. You go to a show, you know, and you're just wowed. And that I try to do with every listing, whether it's a $200,000 condo with one bedroom or no bedrooms or to an eight and a half million dollar place out in Springbank, they all get treated the same. And that first impression is like a show. And I love it when it hits the market and I put it on social media and I watch the responses to that listing. And it's just like, bingo.
0: When you look at yourself five years ago today, what would you tell yourself?
1: I never thought I'd be here like this at this level of success. Like I, I knew, you know, I, w- I was happy doing like, I knew it was a goal for me to do real estate and to do well. Um, did I ever expect in the past year or two that I would do this well? And I'd have so much demand um, never would have expected that, but I'm grateful.
0: <laughs> well, you, it didn't just happen, right? That's the other thing. There's yeah. luck plays a part, but it's very small. The rest of it is all those doors that didn't open for you.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And and as as you they kept say, knocking.
0: You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. I know, they do. And you know, it's really important. Like, it's, it's not always easy, but I do believe in the saying, you just, and this is what I've done, is you keep shoveling when it's snowing. Like, that is, you just keep going. You don't let anything deter you. Whether it's COVID, whether it's Mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, uh, disc- uh, not getting a listing. You just have to keep going.
0: Good days, bad days, on the tough times, how do you do it yourself to say, okay, Vivian, let's keep going. We can do this one more step, even though you're tired, You know, kids, school, COVID, everything. How do you do it? It's remarkable.
1: Oh, you- I know. It, yeah, it is. it is quite something because there are those days where you don't want to, you know, get up and you're just like oh another day or you're so discouraged and and you've been you're just stressed out but I don't know I I go for a run every day I work out that's important um and I listen to a podcast it's always uh, a podcast and it's interesting it's uh it works for me it's a I don't know if you've heard of Joel Osteen he's um yes I listen to him A podcast from him every morning and the messages um whether you listen to the god component or not the general message the psychological message is so unbelievably motivating
0: it's a higher power yeah it's
1: a higher power and it puts it all into perspective and that changed my life when i started embracing that um about two two three years ago
0: no for sure Before we get going here, what is something you would tell to new realtors coming into the business?
1: Um, When I first started as a realtor, I was working with a team and that was really important for me and highly beneficial. And I learned so much during those couple of years that I spent with a team Um, because you learn by doing and, you know, you can take all the exams you want, but in the end, you learn from watching other people, going through situations. I would recommend any new agent to join a team, even if it's for a short period of time, just to get um, familiar with the business and the, and the ways to handle situations and, um, and to get some leads too and to meet people and to um, establish a network and a brand ultimately at the end of the day for yourself. And some people will stay with the team forever and others feel that they're in a position where they can go off on their own and do their own thing.
0: Do you have a few people you work with though? Like, is there an assistant or it all comes through you?
1: It all comes through me. Uh, I do have an assistant who does a lot of my paperwork on the back end. She's not licensed, but she's an assistant who course. helps me out. Um, other than that, it's just me. Now that may have to change eventually because I can only handle so much, but um, for now it's uh, it's just me.
0: Hey, a quick question. The Banff thing that you said you're going to tomorrow. Can you buy a house in Banff without living there? There's something.
1: Oh, can, can, can we buy a house? Yeah, we can, yeah. It's not, it's houses, there are certain neighborhoods that are, um, certain places in Banff that you can purchase. Um, they have different title to the land than um, he, here in this in the city. Like the land is owned and it's almost like you buy the land or rent the land. It's, it's hard to explain.
0: Interesting, but the houses are not cheaper, <laughs> it's not.
1: No, they're definitely not cheaper, no.
0: Are they up there at like Canmore or?
1: Yes. Yes. Canmore's on fire. Banff is on fire. All those neighborhoods on fire. Canmore more so than Banff because Banff, like we can't, Banff has a lot of limitations. Canmore is a little bit uh, easier uh, going, but uh, that Canmore market's on fire.
0: So five years from now, where do we see Vivian?
1: Well, you know, Real estate is one of those jobs that you could really do your whole life. So I'm definitely doing real estate. I may have a few more agents working um, under me or with me, shall we say? Um, I just want to keep growing the business and providing the service that I provide, and um, and then hopefully you'll be able to take a holiday now and then.
0: <laughs> it would be nice.
1: That would be nice. Yeah,
0: No, I just see that you're on fire. It's in your DNA. It's You yeah. found what you love. It's
1: I, did. I did. I was very lucky. I didn't know. I would never have expected it. But um, we all kind of land in the right place.
0: I appreciate that. And thank you for your time today, Vivian.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure speaking with you.